Here we are again, Jared and I. Me and Christian. And we just have a small update, and we want to be really fast about this. A, so we a public it. service announcement. Reviews on iTunes actually have a great deal of value. It's true. And we we like to think that we give a lot. We give a lot of our time, give a lot, give a lot of uh, good inspiration. Hopefully, All of the hopefully. wisdom that we have stored up, we you know, give you the overflow. Right. So, and now it's just the one time, and it's probably going to be the last time for a while, that we're just asking just a little bit. Please. So here's the idea. We are going to um, hold a small competition. <laughs> okay. A battle of wits, if you battle will. of wits. <laughs> and uh whoever leaves the best review on iTunes will win. What what are they gonna what, win, what, Christian? They're gonna win a special specialized box, a goodie box from you and a I box of goodness from me and you. And what's you and, and I. what's in that box? Can't tell you. Okay. And how would you quantify what is the best review? You can't. Okay. <laughs> so it's just a mystery all around. It's a mystery all around. So that's it. We're going to leave it there. Submissions are closed next week. Yeah. So. This Sunday. I would say go ahead and review it as quickly as possible. Yeah. Because I just don't want it. We're going to get overwhelmed with all the reviews. Yeah. And so you might as well just go ahead and get your ballot in as quickly as possible. Hey, everyone. My name is Jared Hogan. And I'm Christian Schultz. And this is good. This week, we chat with our good friend, Chad Lawson, about the relationship between director and composer and what to do when things aren't working. And also, we're going to score something live on the show. Enjoy. Well, Jared, let's let's just identify the voice that's sitting with us right now. Who do we, who do we have on the show today? <laughs> Chad, why don't you say hi? Hi, this is Chad um, Lawson. <laughs> so this is Chad Lawson, composer extraordinaire, also living in Charlotte, North Carolina. And... Um, we want to bring him on and talk about the relationship between a filmmaker and a composer. So welcome, Chad. Thanks so much. I wasn't expecting you to come in yet, Chad. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Chad, let me just start off with a question, I guess. Um, yeah, sure. Chad, could you give us like a brief description of like, not so much when you started playing music, but when you started figuring out that you wanted to kind of pair music and film and like actually figuring out what a composer is for the film world. Like how did that actually start? I think it was, I, so when I was in high school, I had this idea of wanting to major in, so I went to a music school. So I had this idea that I, I wanted to major in music performance, but I wanted to minor in, in film scoring. But truth be told, I mean, I had no idea what film scoring was. I, I just thought it sounded cool. And, uh, you know, I didn't grow up, like, watching films just to, like, find out who the composer was and stuff like that. And so when I went to college, I got thrown into playing sessions for film scoring. And I was like, wow, this is, this is really cool. But I, I never really sucked my teeth into it. 
but the idea was was always there. And truth be told, I really did not start focusing on writing music for film or any kind of media, to be honest. what How it came about was I had a couple of songs licensed, uh, just people randomly emailing me and saying, hey, you know, I've got this... I don't know, video of, you know, two bears hugging each other or something. Can and I you were like, yes, behind it. please. I've been waiting on this email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, and, and that was it. I mean, at that point, I mean, I just went ahead and just, you know, quit my day job and I just went full force with it and uh, looking. Wait, is that an actual scenario? Like that actually? Uh, I mean, it was not two bears, but I mean, I did have random people emailing me and saying, hey, you know, I, I've got this video I, I took on vacation of, you know, the mountains or Paris, do you mind if I just put, you know, some music in the background? And and honestly, I, I never really thought anything about it. So truthfully, what happened was, and this is this is really funny, and this is the life of a musician here. A couple of years ago, I had a performance in Spain, and the day before I was going to leave, and, and, and the gig paid, you know, rather well. It was a solo solo piano performance. My, my wife was actually going to go with me. Um, but the problem was, is, you know, you get paid after the performance. You know, I mean, they were taking care of all of the, you know, travel and host and all that kind of such. But getting there and then, you know, we were going to spend two days in Madrid by ourselves and then go to the venue, which was a couple of hours away. So I'm looking at our account the day before and I'm like, oh, wow. (laughs) I'm going to be busking in in Madrid. I'm going to like have to find some kind of like instrument and sit on the sidewalk and beg for money. Uh, looking at this account, and it was it was one of those things where it's just like you know I'm I'm not gonna tell my wife because she's just gonna like freak out. You know I'll, I'll figure something out within the next twelve hours. I don't know what you know if we have to do credit cards or whatever. So I woke up that next morning, and I you know I'm such a dreamer. I was like you know I'm just gonna go look at the account. Maybe I was just looking at it wrong. You know that maybe something just wasn't <laughs> right with this. And so I go look and, and I look at the account, and there was a rather substantial deposit that was placed into the account overnight. I'm like, what? What just happened? What just happened? And come to find out, it was my very first TV licensing gig. It was for an MTV thing. It was a TV show called um, Teen Mom 2. Those funds came in from my BMI account, you know, went into to my bank account the next day. Right before we left, and my wife was, you know, none the wiser. She never knew anything about it at all. Now she will. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> well, actually, Jared, you know, she loves everything you do, so it wouldn't surprise me if she's listening right now. <laughs> uh, uh, it, anyway, so so at that point right there, it was like, you know what? That's that's the golden ticket. That's Willy Wonka right there, which is, you know, I went to bed, I woke up, and there was money in my account. You know, my my father, uh, I've mentioned this before, you know, my father is a furniture designer. And so all of his income is royalty-based. And he told me at a very young age, you have to learn how to make money while you sleep. And right there was case in point. And I was like, that's it. As soon as we get back from Spain, I'm really going to actively begin, even if I just have to find, you know, YouTube commercials on YouTube and just write fake mock stuff just as practice. So when when did the transition come, Chad, bet, um, between like writing a song and somebody being like, oh, this fits for what I need versus a director approaching you and being like, let's collaborate in making something together? Right. Well, actually, believe it or not, you were the very first person that that happened with. To, really? To where someone approached me and said, hey, you know what? 
let's actually make something specifically for, you know, for a reason, for a purpose, for for a piece. And that was with the um, a Fatal Place. Ah. That was the very first thing. And what's interesting about that is, is I was, I was, you probably have no idea. I was incredibly nervous before you came over, you know, that, that day really? to start tracking. Because I was like, what am I going to do? Because we'd never, we'd before. never met before, yeah. had we? No, no, we had not. I got your number from James Duke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I called you like cold. And then we, I went into your um, little home studio. Yeah. And we hung out for four hours. Yeah, yeah. What what do you remember as far as like our interaction, um, just communication wise? Like what? Because I don't I don't remember, but maybe it's more vivid to you. Um, what was my direction? Like what were the things that kind of stuck with you that helped kind of guide you through? Or what what was confusing? Like what was the interaction like from your perspective? Well, I don't think anything was really confusing. I think more than anything, I was just kind of. Um, nervous because I was kind of a fish out of a water kind of kind of yeah, in a sure. roundabout way. So, you know, the idea of using a one word thing came to me, which was you know something I still use today. So, if anyone is asking yeah. me to to work on a piece, I usually just say, "Hey, you know what? Just give me one word to summarize what the piece says." You know, you did this to me is. last week, Chad. Yeah, absolutely. Because here's here's the reason why is because you know once you begin to tell the story. Or once you begin yeah. to say all these different things that it could be, it begins to get really crowded for me yeah. mentally. So it's just like, oh, it's this love story, and then they break up, and then the mother-in-law gets involved. And at that point, right. I'm like, I have no idea. I have no clue. You know, whereas like it's a, a coming of age, you know, or or if it's, you know, actually um, something that you you mentioned to me just, you know, the other day, which is... You know, um, you know, uplifting. I thought that was a great word, uplifting. And that's, that's for me as a composer, that's all I need. So the very first time you came over when we were working on The Fatal Place, yeah, you really just gave me kind of carte blanche right at the very beginning. You know, you, you let me just watch it, and I was just kind of fumbling around with some chords, just going just, just some different ideas. And I noticed the more and more that I just allowed there to be space it, you really were perking up about it. You're like, yeah, that's it. And and that's where things really began to click with the idea of stay out of the way, you know, create a, create a bed, you know, create this element that is going to draw the viewer in. So let me ask you a question. Um, and Christian, you've got more of a music background, so this probably isn't as big of a struggle for you, but... You know, for me, um, I don't remember feeling overwhelmingly um, nervous. Uh, I probably was more than I remember. Um, but coming to you and working on that score together, um, because I I knew that you were like a classically trained musician um, who could like just probably talk my head off about music theory and um, just technical terms and whatever. I mean – even trying to describe it, I'm like, I just don't, I don't know anything about music <laughs> other than like, I know what I like and I know what I respond to. And I, um, have some general, like, you know, taste about what I like and what I'm looking for when it comes to scoring a film. Um, 
but for for you, uh, Chad, do do you see that being a barrier? Not specifically like between you and I and our working relationship, but when you work with directors, are you able to interpret their vision, even though they're not maybe speaking in musical terms, or is that a barrier for you? Or how do you kind of bridge that gap? I guess. I I actually prefer that to be honest. I actually prefer the person to be kind of um, clueless uh, as far as music terms. Uh, one, because they could probably throw out a term that I don't know, and then I look like a, a nut job. Uh, but honestly, there was, there was a guy the other day, he, um, he had a show on NPR for a very, very long time, and then he moved over to SiriusXM, and now he's actually starting his own podcast. And the producers have asked me to write the theme song for it. And it's really interesting because I've known the producer for a long time. I've done a lot of things with him, and he, has, he can barely play radio. And I <laughs> absolutely love that because his, his direction – was, oh, you know what? Um, here are a couple of bands that you know this, this host, this talent uh, really likes. This is what he listens to. Why don't you just go and check some things out and see you know, the kind of the vibe, kind of the feel uh, of what they're wanting to do with the podcast. And so I, I sent him uh, two drafts. And it was funny because he was like, hey, at the 30-second mark, man, this, this is great. Can you just make it bigger? And that was all he said. And I was like, okay, so does that, do you need more volume or do you need more instrumentation? He goes, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. Just try it. And so I went back and I, I added some, uh, some strings, I think, or something like that, just to kind of elevate it just a little bit, just to kind of give it, uh, not to use the word again, but like an uplifting kind of vibe. And that was it. He was like, perfect. That's exactly what I need. And then it seems like that would be so frustrating for, for you. No, that kind of I love vague it. direction. I love it. I absolutely love it because I think, really, truth be told, what I, what I don't like doing, and this happens a lot as far as pitching things, which is why I actually don't pitch uh, anymore for commercials. There was a group a couple of years ago. They were doing a commercial with Nicole Kidman, and they sent it to me. They sent me the commercial, and they're like, "Hey, this is what the the ad agency is looking for music wise. So get it kind of close to this," and. It was um, like a Karen Carpenter tune, you know, why do birds yeah. suddenly appear or whatever. And I said, you know what? They're going to get 50 pitches. I love the Carpenters. Oh, absolutely. She was an amazing jazz drummer. You've got to look her up on YouTube. Karen Carpenter was a ridiculous jazz drummer. So anyway, so I'm, I'm looking at this commercial and I'm like, you know what? They sent this out to 50 other people yeah. saying, hey, we want it to sound like the Carpenters. So they're going to get 50 submissions of this, you know, a variation of this Carpenters tune. So I went completely different direction completely different direction. And they came back and they're like, they love it. They absolutely love what you did, even though it sounded nothing like the Karen Carpenter thing. And, yeah. and so I think, uh, honestly, going and there's, there's a reason why I kind of uh, spiderwebbed here. Going back to your point is, I think a lot of times people have an idea of maybe, maybe what they want, but not completely. So someone walks in or emails you, how do you like... Um how do you kind of delineate between someone who's has no vision for the film mm-hmm. that they're creating, the film they want you yeah. to like support and someone who's like, you know what? Like I do know what I want with the film, but I'm not sure how um, to direct you in this facet of uh, the filmmaking process. So I guess what I'm saying is how do you um, kind of walk that or navigate between someone who has no idea what they're looking for, what they want, and someone who's trying to give you freedom. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's um, 
I kind of look at that person as as one person to be truthful. Um, to where I basically will just if they if they have no idea what they're looking for, then I'm going to go ahead and create something and send it to them of what I think would fit. And if they do have kind of um, a vision of what they are looking for, but they don't know how to, to portray that vision, I guess maybe it's maybe I'm still not understanding the the question 100. percent No, um, no, that's right. I, I still would do something and I would send it. Because, you know, Steve Jobs had the great way of saying it, which is people don't know what they want until you give it to them. And I, I think that's kind of the, the, the mindset, which is um, let me just go ahead and create something and, and give it to you. And, and, and then at that point, I mean, you've already started something. I mean, that's, that's the thing is like you have to start somewhere. You have to, you know, the artist has to paint that brush, that very first stroke, yeah. and that is what's going to get the ball moving. So, you know, if I were to record even just like a, you know, a two minute little spec and send it to you or send it to the, the director or the producer. And then at least at that point, you're getting yeah. the ball rolling and they're allowing some feedback at that point, you know? And, and that's the thing is you have to go into this with, with knowing, you know, I have really thick skin and, and I say that to everyone that I work with because I don't sure. want there to be the issue of, oh, I don't want to hurt his feelings. You know, I mean, so I, I make that very evidently clear at the very beginning. I mean, there are times when, when people come back and say, hey, you know what? We're, we're just not getting it. No offense. We're just not getting this. We're going to go with somebody else. And you have to say, absolutely, because it's not about yeah. you. It's really, really not about you. I'm not trying. But I, think, I think to add on to that, though, like at least the way that I think, Jared, you approach it the same way half the battle before you even start making a film yeah. is like getting the right people in place, whether mm. it's the DP mm-hmm. or it's the composer or it's just the crew, that the producers that you're working with, you know, like other art director, like it's just as much on the director end. Like it's just as much the director's um, job to put the right people in place than to yeah. like even make it the film in general. You know what I mean? Like I would never like be making a CrossFit commercial and get Chad to just like do some weird, like big strings <laughs> right. and like, you know what I mean? Because I know Chad's wheelhouse is something else. You know what I mean? So, I, I, and I would turn, I would turn it down because honestly, if I were to say, yeah, I can, I, I'll, I'll do that for you. And then I get it right. to you. I've wasted your time. I've wasted a week and a half where someone else, you know, could, could have already knocked it out. And then right. you're, you're not going to call me again, even if it is something that, that is my forte. So you know? Chad, let's, um, I mean, you know, I had my short that I was working on right. uh, a year and a half ago now, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we um, were just banging our heads against a wall trying to, like, kind of fit you in to that piece. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work. Right. Absolutely. Yep. And so, so, I mean. what was it that you, th- Jared, if you don't mind me interrupting, yeah. what was it that you thought Chad would be able to do for that? So, I mean, when I think about, I think you're totally right, Christian. Like, um, when I'm kind of like recruiting a team for a film, I'm, I'm kind of like working off of like shorthand from my experience with them. So for Chad, I'm like, if I need something emotional, Chad's the first person, person that I'm like, so why didn't approach. Work? I don't, maybe we can talk about it. Um, Chad, I'm, I'm not sure. I think a lot of it. So this is, this was for, um, the short uh, I did called Small Little Things, and um, I was very picky, and I think probably had um, – I, I just thought about it for so long that I had, like, very um, clear direction on where what I wanted to um, – where I wanted to kind of land with the sound. 
And uh, I think that I was looking for something that um, Chad wasn't like, it wasn't like his strength. So I think a lot of it was kind of just like the vibe, like um, kind of like noise slash like kind of like retro, like postmodern kind of uh, pop <laughs> rock. <laughs> and so... It was like Tone Loke meets Garth Brooks kind of. <laughs> no, it was no. it was kind of like this like um, ethereal Joy Division vibe, and so I thought that maybe like if I gave Chad the right references and sent him the right songs, that maybe um, even though it wasn't in his wheelhouse and I knew it, that he could strike the right emotional tone and it would maybe just kind of work. And I think that I, I learned in that experience that like. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, I guess I, I would, what would you say, Chad? No, I just wanted to see how far you would go into this. I was just waiting. <laughs> Chad, tell us the truth. Tell us what no, really happened. No, no, no. Well, uh, so what happened was, uh, oh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, no, no. Truthfully, there's, there's a couple of things, uh, to play at this. Uh, one of it being, I was still incredibly green, and I still consider myself incredibly green. Green. I'll, I'll be doing this for thirty years and think I'm still green at doing this stuff. But, um, you know, Jared, you you really were the only person that's really contacted me and say, "Hey, let's do something," you know, very specific. So I was still kind of deer in the headlights with this whole process. And, and, well, and it's funny things. even even hearing this conversation right now. Yeah. I'm I'm starting to like have some. Um, I'm starting to like connect some dots where it's like, I think where you really thrive uh, specifically mm-hmm. is with, um, I guess, less direction, yeah. like, like uh, aesthetic direction. Yeah. I think you really thrive within um, very simple uh, emotional direction. But I think, I think that was probably the problem was I was really trying to squeeze you into like this aesthetic that I don't think is Chad Lawson. Yeah. And I think that's where uh, we started to kind of like, I don't know, bang our head against a wall. And it just like wasn't wasn't working. Well, I mean, I, I think when you took all the cookies my wife had made at that point, I was just <laughs> done with it, you know? And yeah. she just baked. I was just like, Well, I pretty much just ate them. I ate them and I left and I said, <laughs> forget, forget it. Forget it. <laughs> um, you didn't even get all the driveway before you called me. Uh, no, I, 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 so I, I think to your point, I think it's a really good point. I, I think every every director and every composer works differently. Some people do want that really fine detail. This is exactly it. You know, something yeah. that um, I, th- I found interesting um, was you had created these playlists and you had sent them to me. And so I was listening. I'm like, okay, I, I think I kind of get, you know, you know, going from the Sex Pistols to Band Aid. Okay, I think I understand this. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, so you would come in and, and I would play something. You'd be like, no, 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 no. Let's go back and listen to this one thing in this one song. And I'm like, right. oh man, I didn't even realize that thing was there. You know? Yeah. And and, yeah. and so I'm like, so are you looking for kind of emo, kind of electronic stuff? And so I think at that point it just. I, I I think mentally I was just like I I don't I I don't I don't I don't know I don't know what he, what he's yeah. looking for you know yeah and and I think I I just kind of keep going back to this Christian because I think it really is a good point um, you know like when you're when you're working on a film whether it's a commercial or a short or even a music video um, you know you're not just casting like people in front of the camera you're casting your crew and casting people who are gonna like 
help right. you execute and pull this thing off. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, depending on the project and the nature of, of uh, the piece, it's really important, like, who you're bringing on board and that you know their strengths and you know their weaknesses. And um, I think that's why we've been able to work together so much, mm -hmm. Chad. I mean, how many films have we done oh, together? Uh, I've actually been really happily Im uh, impressed that you've called me as much as you have. I, I really appreciate that. Every time you call me, I'm like, oh, that's good. I, I guess no, I, no up, I'm Jen. being serious. I'm like, <laughs> I, I guess I didn't mess up the last one. But, you know, going back really quick, that to your point, I think as a composer, I think that's really important, though. So let's flip the tables uh, for a second. And Christian, I, I want to ask you, you know, we've talked kind of about the um, from Chad's point of view or the composer's point of view, what they're looking for from a director. But I want to talk to you, like, as a director, um, how have you found, like, I, I guess, like, how do you communicate best with a composer? Yeah, I think the reason that um, I have not had, like, um, so far any experience, I think I've had one experience where where I said, I this isn't working, or I need to go a different direction, or whatever. But for the most part, I think it was, I, I got really lucky coming from a music background that I just kind of inherently know what I would want to be told. Yeah. Um, so... I think, but it is very much leaning on, on the same conversation that we've been having. But I, as a director, I think of music as in the same conversation as art direction or lens choice or mm. DP choice. Um, like if it's not serving the entirety of something, then it's yeah. then it's pointless, you know. So I try. I like before I even ask any questions, I like kind of really try and think about. Um, obviously the, the why's behind everything and yeah. like, um, but I'm, I am, I am really interested and just this really just recently, but like, I'm really interested in people who can create subtext in their things and their music. Um, yeah. that's like intangible. And that's something that I want mm. to like, uh, capitalize on for myself. You know, can you explain um, that? Some yeah, way? why is that? Um, because if if I'm in the film that I'm doing, if I'm trying to achieve the same subtext that I feel when I'm listening to someone's music, then then those two worlds can just kind of very easily combine. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, like I've worked with um, a few composers. I mean, recently I just worked with Ryan Talbert, who is like a good friend of mm -hmm. um, most of us. Um, and it's like, it's in that situation, it's like a very specific type of film. And that's why I chose Ryan. Man, how different, I just worked with Ryan in December. How different is Ryan's, uh, process from Chad's? It's, well, it's day and night. Yeah. Because Ryan's a machine as opposed to Chad's like a, he's a feeler. He's a feeler. Mm. You know what I mean? But like, and, but that's where like going into the film, I know that I need this exact like in that situation. It's going to be more timing based. Yeah, right. right. Rather than yeah, yeah, feeling yeah, based. Yeah, yeah. So if I need somebody that's going to be able to, um, like for certain projects, just like your small little things, you were like, I know that this this film is going to like need like feeling and like it's going to need like some like some kind of just like 
someone who can discover something rather than like impose themselves on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, but like, that's kind of going back to what I said, like that's kind of how I start thinking about it in my head. It's like, what's the overall aesthetic that I'm going for? Yeah. So if we could, I'd like to try something. Chad, I know we talked about this briefly, um, but sure. Christian and yeah. I are going to kind of like throw out like a hypothetical. And what I'd love for you to do is we're going to kind of score this thing live. And what I'm interested in really is um, direction that – let's just – Christian, you're the director now, okay? Okay. And um, and what I want you to do is uh, just make up kind of a fake project and give uh, Chad some direction. And I, what, what I'm really interested in seeing is how you key off on uh, certain words and kind of how you respond musically just from – uh, prompts and direction that Christian gives you. So Christian, go for it. Okay. I'm I'm making a, a short five-minute branded content documentary piece about a... Chef. Okay, hold on. I got this. About a chef in New Orleans Okay. who is nominated for a James Beard Award. Oh, wow. Cool. Very cool. Okay. Don't tell me anything else. Will you be interested in working with me on this project? (laughs) (laughs) Can I be blind copied on this email? Yes. No. I can can CC you. Yes. No. Maybe. Okay. Thanks. Um, Just remember to reply all when you respond to this. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, All right. Let me, um, let me pull, let me, let me pull some things up. Um, So my thought process my thought process is, you know, the guy wants, you know, five minutes, you know, so I probably will go ahead and do one take of whatever comes, whatever comes to my mind, uh, roughly about five minutes. So it's, it's not one of those things where I'll, I'll sit down and write out a sketch or write out a melody or something like that. Generally what I, what I do is I just, um, go ahead and, and see if I can just do a one take of something five minutes and see what comes out of it. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go ahead and start getting some sounds together.
am currently weeping <laughs> for this imaginary chef. Chad, that's amazing. Thanks. Um, like every single word that you said that you wanted it to feel like is what exactly what it felt like. <laughs> and it makes me a little like... It's frustrating. It's frustrating as a filmmaker because... Um, well, I think what I'm realizing, and Chad would never say this, but I'll say it for him. But like Chad is at the level of like musicianship and like um, that that we aspire to be as Yeah, filmmakers. there's no technical barrier. It's like right. uh, that is um, – it's so ingrained in, in Chad as a musician that it just kind of comes to a second nature that it's his fingers. They just, they just do it. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. I, yeah, I think you're right, Christian. As, as a filmmaker, it's like, um, you know, there, there are certain facets to what we do that maybe are similar in some way. Like we've done it enough where it's like there's not a technical barrier. You have an idea and you can execute it. But, um, yeah, I think what we all just witnessed is, is pretty special. So, No, I, there's a learning experience with everything. And I'm, and I'm really glad that things did not work out for you and I in that film, truthfully, because it was something where it's just like, okay, I, I have a lot to learn. I always want to be the weakest link. I do. I, you know, I, I continue to study. I still study with two pianos. Well, you can say that because you're amazing. Ma. You do. No, I, I, I want to feel like an inch tall after every time I learn something. Yeah. Because that's the only way that we're actually going to get better at doing anything, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with that. So, Chad, um, how was this talk for you? Oh, my gosh. I love it. I absolutely love this. Um, Chad, you're just supposed to say it was it was good. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it was cool. What were your names again? <laughs> <laughs> you have to say the word good. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. So, Chad, how was this interview or how was this talk for you? It, it was good. That's all we can ask for, I guess. This episode was mixed by Christian Stropko, or as we like to refer to him, Christian number two. As always, our music today was created by Cubby. That's Cubby with two Bs. You can check out more of his stuff on CubbySounds.com. Our show is produced by Will Meyer, and our good podcast logo was designed by Eric Hurchin. Also, you can find all of our show notes and other fun stuff at goodthepodcast.com.